And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's another Saturday night. We're back again. The chat's already popping off there. All of our friends have come by to see us. We're on our way. We are, we are. Another, we're on our way to another big spoiler cast episode. I finally got a chance to see the Marvels, and because we took a week off, we got a shit ton of news to catch up on, so feeling pretty good so far. Shit ton of news, a shit ton of comics. Absolutely. So how's your week been, man? How you been keeping? Not too bad, not too bad. I've had kind of a, a chill week. I've, I've been getting down into the comic books this week. I, I, I'm like actually almost caught up on my entire back catalogue. Like I've only got like a handful left. I'm like so, 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 so proud of myself for doing that. I shouldn't have probably stayed up late a couple of nights, but yeah. Oh, oh, that's me every night, man. I hear that <laughs> completely. And yeah, I, I would probably have been caught up on all my comics for the week if it wasn't for Invincible coming back and me mm -hmm. trying to push another one of those videos out, which I was telling you before we started, the viewership on those videos are way down. It's no My Adventure with Superman. It's no My Harley Quinn. I have to wonder, did a lot of people just lose interest because they took two years off? Or like, what's the deal, man? Are they waiting for it to all be done, maybe? Yeah, probably... I, again you have to wonder like whether like like i like the the uh the weekly uh episode mm -hmm. drop sort of thing but like yeah. I, you know a lot of people just want to like i want to watch it all at once it's true yeah. it, is it also maybe because it was so close to like gen v amazon's like last big superhero thing mm -hmm. that just came to an end and they're like well we kind of already did this i don't know man that as well as I think it's in the time where like, cause at the moment all TV is like starting to come back. Like, yeah. like Loki just finished, Gen V just finished, Invincible just started, that new Godzilla TV show started this week. Oh yeah. For All Mankind started this week. There's a bunch of, bunch of TV shows uh, are starting back up. Doctor Who starts back this weekend. Mm. Rick and Morty actually yep. had probably the best episode they've had in a couple years just yeah. this week. Cool. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, they uh they did a uh, another big return to Evil Morty, and they actually answered a ton of questions, which I know for that show and Harmon is kind of like pulling teeth because I think he always hated the idea of the show being episodic and having lore, yet it's what the fans seem to demand. <laughs> the the I have I haven't watched Rick and Morty in a, a long time, but I do I have seen like clips of like the new season, and I just love love that. Like, you could just tell that, oh, Justin Roiland wasn't actually needed. We could just get some guy no. to do these voices, and it'd still it'd be exactly the same. Yeah, the, the two new voice actors are actually really good, and they're only going to get better because for this season, they had to dub over what Roiland had already done. Oh, so they're okay. only going to... Yeah, so if they sound a little off, it's because they're literally having to match Roiland's mouth flaps. I think they're only going to get better, these two guys. Yeah, right. And, and the fact that it's two guys, too, they can actually improv and actually bounce off each other exactly. now in the way they never could. Exactly. So I'm all about that. But uh, yeah, Rick and Morty, if, you, if you've been leaving it, now would probably be a good time to catch up because they really kind of, what is it, flipped the script in that last episode where I'm like, oh shit, they could literally go anywhere now with this. Holy crap. Nice, nice. Not, not playing it safe at all. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, my air fryer broke this week, so I had to go to the mall just like when the Christmas craziness is starting to ramp up. And like, I'm not one of those people. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do my shopping on Black Friday and Cyber Monday like I've done in years past. Yeah, yeah, it's not a problem. I go into the store. I'm seeing people pushing each other. I'm seeing the decorations and hearing the music. And I'm like, fuck, sh should I be more worried than I am? <laughs> I don't know. Should I? <laughs> 
so yeah, that's uh, that's where I've been at. I, I I got my steps in today, if nothing else, so I feel happy about that. Nice, nice. Uh, so uh, should we hit the news for this week, Matt? Because like we said, we actually got a fair amount to cover this week. I think we should, yes. All right, so starting things off, the Madam Web trailer, the much-touted, much-discussed, much-awaited Madam Web trailer hit the internet this week, and oh man, it is already reaching morbid-time levels of meme. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Matt, but uh, he knew my mother. Uh, she was studying spiders in the Amazon when she died. <laughs> If, if this seems like an incredibly stilted piece of dialogue to try and get out, not just in the script, not just in the movie, but in the trailer trying to sell it, uh, it's because it is. Yeah, everything in that trailer was so stilted. Yeah, I, I joked before in that Venom movie where I'm like, wow, everything here feels like a first take. And then you find out later, yeah, it kind of was because they rushed it into production and tried to rush it out. Mm -hmm. And now you see this and it's like, oh, yeah, this is definitely all first takes. They, they decided to go with that. Yeah. And it's 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 so funny seeing like these these actors that I know who can act, say Absolutely. these things and just deliver them with like just deadpan, like no emotion whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eric Sandy helping us out in the chat with a very generous donation. Thank you, man. A very happy holidays to you. Uh, after seeing the trailer for Madam Web, I can't help but say that Sony is so brave. I can't imagine another studio going, what if we made Morbius, but for the gays and girls who will be seated for this, sadly. You, you know what, mate? You're kind of right. Because on one hand, it like actually is super ballsy to be like, yeah, we're making a superhero movie. All female cast is what we're doing now. But also hilariously, too, you can tell that this is so so totally different from a Captain Marvel situation because all the grifters and the anti-fandom types and, you know, the rabid misogynists that had their knives so out for, like, a Captain Marvel, notice how they're all weirdly quiet about Madam it's Web. It's weird. almost like even they... Yeah, it's almost like even they know in their infinite bullshit that no one could actually give a shit about Madam Web. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, you know, this isn't even worth, you know, feigning outrage over. That's, that's very true. They know it's probably not going to make a lot of money so they don't it's not going to be popular so they don't want to they they, they don't feel like, threatened they can't ride that that ad revenue train on it they don't feel threatened at all and yeah like you said man the movie actually has a pretty solid cast of ladies who have been very good mm -hmm. in other things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even dakota johnson like if you don't like her in those 50 shades movies she was pretty good in suspiria she was she was excellent in that film yeah, she's pretty fucking good. And the fact that, you know, all these ladies, when I see them here, I'm like, oh, oh, you poor women, your managers lied to you. Did, did they tell you this was a real Marvel movie, not one of the fake ones? That, that, that's what I always think when people sign on for these Sony Marvel films. I feel like like their manager or like someone from from the Sony has just explained, it's like, oh, we want you in a Marvel film. And because the MCU is so popular, a lot of the cast go, mm -hmm. oh, awesome. I'm going to be in a Marvel film, not realizing that it's a... Uh, and they'll say like, oh, it's kind of related to Spider-Man and, and in a and way and that sort of stuff and not really realize that it's a Sony film. It, it feels so wild, too, because you look at the movie and it's like, OK, so it's Madam Web, but it's also really Spider-Woman, which Spider-Women, all of them, because we couldn't decide which one had the bigger fan base. So we said, fuck it, you get Anya and Maddie and Julia, you get them all in one movie. No Silk, though, which no I silk, find interesting. Yeah. No Silk, because apparently they were developing a Silk show at one point for Amazon, and they still might be doing that. I, I'm really surprised that there is no Silk, considering that she's teased at the end of Spider-Man 2, the, the video game. Yes. 
And also, the villain for this movie is fucking Ezekiel, the villain whose origin is tied with silks, we find out later. Yep. Ezekiel, who I bet you $100 was never meant to actually be Ezekiel. I bet you that was supposed to be Morlun, and then they figure to themselves, oh shit, we already did vampires in Morbius, huh? So we can't do another vampire guy again. And it's why, and as well as like they they put him in like a really generic like it, it look the costume looks like it was like a like a test suit for like a past Spider Man film mm -hmm. that they just pulled out of like mothballs and just like put like it's got like some weird sort of like ropey design on it and just yeah and yeah. Just like, yeah that's fine that's fine we'll use that e evil spider-man who is also the terminator and also a vampire <laughs> who can also maybe travel through time or rewind it you know like spider women can do <laughs> this is this is just so perfectly sony how do we make a movie with a box of scraps how do we piece together a cinematic universe only with the pieces that nobody wants yeah, the pieces that yeah. they throw away <laughs> It's like, on one hand, you almost have to, like, you know, applaud the balls it takes to do that. On the other hand, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You, you know you can just make Spider-Man movies, right? You know, like, you legally own it lock, stock, and barrel, and, like, no one can say anything? I know the last time you did it, it was a huge mistake and everything, but some people still argue for Andrew Garfield and everything. You know, you can do it, right? It's it's so weird, though, that, that Avi Arad his choices is so strange yeah, it really it really is and everything about this it was true in venom it was true in morbius it'll be true in craven it's really true in this the, the main thing about all these sony marvel movies is they always feel like 20 years late for the trends where it's like hey hey you like the multiverse we're doing multiverses too hey you like that spider for we can do it you, you like female-led movies we we got a whole cast of female characters you like that again guys you're so you're so late for these trends it, it's funny you should say that because like the trailer itself and like the way the the the, the show is shot and everything feels like uh like a, a 2000s like movie it feels like it could have come out right after daredevil right yeah yeah it totally feels like the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. It also feels like a TV show, and I'm glad you said that, because when I was reading the comment section under the trailer, there were some real just mwah, pieces of gold in there from regular people who aren't, you know, as deep in the sauce as we are, who aren't as close to the material. I saw so many people being like, is this a show? This feels like this has way too much going on to just be like a 90-minute movie. Well, it's funny you should say that because it's being directed by, I believe, S.J. Mm -hmm. Clarkson, who is a TV director. Yep, this is their first movie. And also, uh, before this, they did The Defenders. And I'm like, yep, yeah, that... Defenders uh, that and Jessica Jones, I think, yeah. And I'm like, yep, that feels about right, doesn't it? This feels yeah. like, hey, we're really late to the party. Remember those early Netflix Marvel shows? We can do that, but for Madam Web, right? <laughs> we can do that for the Spider-Woman. But you know what? Hey, I will say one nice thing about it. Uh, I said I liked the actual actresses they cast and everything. I know they're capable of good shit. The actual Spider-Women costumes, when we see them, not terrible. They actually look and like they do in the book. Considering we only see them in those scenes that appear to be in, like, some sort of future with, uh, like, yeah. an old Ezekiel, I have to uh, uh, think that they'll only appear then. We'll never actually see them. The problem is that none of them look real. They no, all look they really like don't. CGI, like the one that's on um, Sydney Sweeney. 
uh, who plays uh, Julia, I think she plays. Um, right. It, it looks like it's like AI generated onto her. Like it doesn't look real. Which which is one thing when you're doing that for Venom and Morbius because, you know, they're a vampire and a goo monster. They're not real anyway, but these are just re- supposed to be real women in costumes. <laughs> Another yeah, thing I love to... the budget to create it for just one scene. No. <laughs> No, of course not. I also love, too, in the comments under the trailer, people who are, like, kind of aware of Madam Web, they're like, I thought Madam Web was an old woman. Yeah, yeah, an old woman who, like, sits in a chair most of the time in, like, a web. Yeah, who's blind. Was that woman on the train, the old lady, was she supposed to be Madam Web? Which one is Madam Web? <laughs> and yes, I know one of the Spider-Women eventually ends up becoming Madam Web anyway, but that's, like, a whole thing people forgot. When, when was the last Madam Web-centric story you remember? Yeah, I can't. Like, like was exactly. she involved with, like, the Inheritors or something at one point with Dan Slott? Yes, I think for a minute uh, Anya showed up again. Or, like, I think she, like, woke up from a coma or something. It was all, and she was involved. It was a whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, Jupiter 85, uh, Sony's Madam Web, the answer to the Marvels. Yep, that's, yep, that'll have all the same charm and all the crossover appeal. I just know it. Do you, and think, yet, do you it, reckon the internet's going to try and, like, convince them to, like, re-release it once it comes out and flops? <laughs> like they did Morbius? Well, the internet's a deeply stupid place, Matt, so the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, I do think that. Again, we've already got the spider memes going on. It's almost up there with Morbin time. I got a Craven for Craven. We just need to think of a good one for Madam Web is what we need to do. What's a what's a good jokey freaking hashtag we can have? Oh, oh Madam, my Madam Web. <laughs> I don't know enough about the character to, or something to, like that. To, or, or, to or, 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 that. Right, and we're fans, right? Yeah. And that's the problem. We're fans, and even we don't know enough about Madam Web. Like she's there. But I don't think, like, if you twisted someone's arm, like, who's your favorite comic character? Oh, Madam Web. <laughs> There'll be that one guy on Twitter who who constantly defends the film because of that, though. Of course. Now, of course, there's some other interesting stuff in the casting, too. There is a Ben Parker. Uh, Julie Carpenter's, like, EMS partner there uh, is actually apparently Ben. Yeah, played by Adam Scott. Played by Adam Scott, which, like, man, talk about a dude who, like, Again, that, 20 that, years... That, that feels like another, another, like, oh, you're going to be in a Marvel film. Oh, awesome, uh, awesome. <laughs> and talk about another dude who's, like, you know, 20 years ago, you maybe could have actually made a pretty interesting Peter Parker, actually. I think he still could. Yeah, so the fact that they've cast you as Ben. Also, there's a May in the movie, too, though I think the script calls her May Parker, which is funny because no one actually remembers May's maiden name. I think she's being played by Emma Roberts. I think because yes, yes, I, I swear Emma Roberts was in this film, but she's not in any of the trailers. Right. Yes. She's supposed to be May. So the fact that they have a May and have a Ben means that we are almost certainly going to have baby Peter show up at some point left on their doorstep. Well, I think that's like from the leaks I've heard, that's like going to be, that's like a big part of the story. Like that, like, the, the idea is I think this movie is set in like 2005 while Venom is set in like, like 10 years later in like the 2015, 2016 or something. Yes. I heard, yes. I heard that too. Cause there's supposed to be ads for like the PSP in the background. Yeah, and, and, and I heard that like, there's some plot where like Venom, I think in his next film will be time traveling via like the symbiote <laughs> network back in time and like finding like a, like a Peter Parker and like trying to like give him, 
the spider or something or like protect him or something it's fucking it's fucking weird basically it's, it's anything silly. to skirt around the idea that like they can have a spider-man basically hey look you know what maybe if that's the case uh maybe venom will finally get a fucking spider on his chest at some point how about that i saw someone say that they're, they're gonna see like this he's gonna see like these spider women and see like their the uh see julia in her black costume with like the 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 symbiote looking spider costume and be like hmm i'm gonna take that symbol oh that's cool i want that for me yay <laughs> i'm your favorite i'm venom <laughs> last movie made did, did i know the first movie made a billion dollars did the second venom make a billion dollars no, too i don't, Is think, it, I don't uh, think it got anywhere close yeah because i was gonna say i feel like you could only pull the venom trick once yeah i think yeah th that was their one film they they tricked people and then everyone's like yeah no none of the no morbius n none of that shit <laughs> though though i do love that venom does have this like weird you know freaking cult following though amongst people who are like oh yeah uh eddie and the symbiote are totally in love with each other and to where like even in like uh eight countries they've like taken that and made that part of the marketing campaign this yeah. weird piece of fan and where it's like oh yes it's a crazy alien love story and i'm like man i'd much rather watch that movie honestly <laughs> i know right? i know <laughs> yeah where's that version of it <laughs> i just have to watch a middling freaking uh superhero movie but yeah that's that's madam webb I do not know what the fuck they're thinking, and after the reaction they've seen online, do you think do you think the people involved are sweating, or do you think Sony are like above all chain, you know, all freaking shame and common sense at this point? I mean, they released Morbius and then re-released it, thinking that the internet loved the film. So you know, yeah, yeah. Clearly, the inmates are running the asylum it, over it, there. You're it's, right. It's a case. It's a case where they're like, we don't give a shit. This just means we get to hold on to the rights. <laughs> Yeah, we're just making these to hold on to the rights, so long as people are talking about us. Yeah, yeah. That's the, all that matters. Yes, they're memeing us into the ground, but they're talking about it. You know that it exists. There's no bad news, right? <laughs> so fucking wild. Also, I think we're going to have this and Craven in the same year. Yeah, a couple of months apart, I think. Yeah, 20, 2024, the year of Sony Marvel, the SSU, the Spider-Man yeah, Cinematic Spunk Universe. Yeah, the Spunk or whatever the fuck they decided to call it. <laughs> oh, we're Sony and we're here serving up hot spunk all over you. <laughs> when you go see one of our movies, that's the spunk promise. <laughs> Please stick around for Spider-Verse 3 because we also technically make those, even though Sony animation is basically a completely different arm of our company with Complete. people who actually give a shit involved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we make like, very oh, good games, but even though that's a completely different yeah. part of the company as well. It's a different arm. Oh, sure, Avia Rod will come into our offices sometimes. He'll he'll scurry in like a raccoon and we'll have to chase him out with a broom. It is so funny that like all these different arms of Sony can make like great Spider-Man products except mm -hmm. for the movie arm. Yep. Again, because the people involved there just keep failing upwards is the problem. <laughs> and they don't care about making a good movie, like you said. They just care about making something so they can hang on to the rights, or at the very least, stay in the conversation. Us too! We make superhero movies too! Us too! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, it's like, guys, have you, have you not been paying attention to the box office trends from, like, this summer alone? The biggest tent poles ever couldn't actually pull in 
the profits they were looking for. Yes, some of them stuck around and had legs, but your movie is not going to stick around and have legs. What yeah. the fuck are you hoping to accomplish? Yeah, maybe they're hoping for like a Venom situation where word of mouth will get out or like DVD sales or whatever. Maybe. Eric helping us out again. Sometimes I wonder if Sony saw the producers and thought it was a good idea to do it in real life. <laughs> well, the, the thing about that, though, is like, I don't know how they're actually like reaping back any of this money from these failures. I really don't see it. Well, they're, they all look really cheap, so they can't be costing all that Fair much. Enough. So. I mean, yeah. When it looks like a TV show and has a freaking TV director attached to it, fair enough. Yeah. And as the chat's saying, too, you know, what about, like, a fucking Black Cat movie? What about a Silver Sable movie? Things that, like, might actually make more sense on paper. Weren't they doing something with Silver Sable? Well, they, and Black Cat, I think they were, like, doing, like, a like a sort of team-up movie or, or something with them. They were, then they dropped that. Also, hey, you know you have all these clones, right? You know you could just say frickin' Andrew Garfield is Ben Riley and just run with it, right? <laughs> Why you not make it like, like a Miguel O'Hara film? He's really popular yeah. at the moment. Yeah, you could just do 2099. There are so many things you could do. Well, again, that just tells us that the people actually involved in these things don't know shit about the comics. No, no. We'll get a goddamn cardiac movie before we get uh, a black cat movie we'll get a freaking slingers movie <laughs> before we get anything people might actually want to see <laughs> god damn now from one trailer that left me you know smacking my face and going what the hell is going on to a trailer that got me very excited and for something we're going to be seeing sooner than i actually thought uh marvel what if season two yeah we're going to be getting that at the end of the year one episode a day Yes, which is a very interesting way to release these, basically, right up till Christmas. No, right after Christmas. It, oh, it keeps well, going it, even it, after Christmas. Yeah, it starts on the week before Christmas, and then the finishes... And then I, fin I think it finishes New Year's Eve. Oh, that's the actually... The day, day before New Year's Eve. In interesting, interesting release schedule. I wonder how this will work for them. Yeah, I'm excited. It looks great. Yeah, it looks great. I can't believe it took them so long to finally bring this out but yeah it looks like we're getting a hella story looks like we're getting a different alternate take on the avengers looks like we're getting a diehard parody with happy hogan and darcy yep they're introducing their first original character for the mc kahori yeah who's a native american woman with the power of the tesseract yeah that'll be very interesting i know we talked about this before when that news broke where it's like wow is the marvel cinematic universe such you know a self-perpetuating machine it's like yeah we don't even need uh comic characters to launch in our shows anymore and to write stuff around we can just do our own thing usually i wouldn't like that mainly because like i don't like it when when these these uh things do that sort of stuff where they're like okay we've got all the the swath of characters but we're not going to do that we're going to do like our own story that like like nicks parts from different like sources yeah. and stuff but here it is actually they're like making their own character they're giving them their own power set they're they're crafting their own story they're not like borrowing from like all these other different elements yeah i'm definitely cautiously optimistic but in the back of my mind too i'm like don't make a habit out of this <laughs> i find that off-putting i do not trust you as a corporation to be like oh now we're just going to invent new things for this pre-existing Marvel universe where it's like, yes, obviously they do create stuff and they do change stuff and stuff does get adopted into the comics. But I, I think we're having enough problems as it is with multimedia issues. Let's not exacerbate this problem. 
by saying, fuck it, we know better as filmmakers and we're going to make new characters now. Because as we've seen, the comic companies are desperate. And they're like, yeah, sure, you know, we'll make them part of the next big event. Yeah, sure, we'll give them a brand new ongoing right now. Yeah, and then nothing ever happens. And then nothing ever happens. Yeah, let's let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, where's Punchline been? Where's What's Punchline <laughs> been up to? I mean, she had a series. Yeah. What about Yara Floor? <laughs> Oh, Yara Floor makes me sad because she was a cool character, and that book was fun. Yeah, I think she's like in the backups of the Wonder Woman book at the moment. But still, well, there you go. Well, actually, yeah. That, well, they got that new book, uh, Wonder Women, or whatever, or uh, the Amazon's Am- Athemisphere. Yeah, Amazon's Attack, whatever the fuck they're calling it. Yeah, yeah, part of that new event. So she found a place somewhere. I, I think that was just a example of the CW being too hungry, where it's like, we need a new show. Well, there's this new young character. Cool, we'll make that. But, like, it's literally just coming out. You don't have anything to adapt. There's, there's one like issue. Two <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, then I guess we're not going to do that then. <laughs> and then eventually the CW will just cease to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Marvel What Ifs looks super awesome. I'm very interested in that. I always thought that the company should be throwing their weight behind more animation properties mm. because you're fucking Disney for crying out loud. Exactly. You you have access to like some of the world leading animators. Use them. And technology, yeah. Yeah, use them. Yeah, for the love of fuck, come on. I like cartoons. Also, where's that Spider-Man cartoon you're working on? Yeah, when's that coming out? I, uh, I think, again, and don't quote me on this because I do have a couple degrees of Kevin Bacon with the guy's show running it. I think it's undergone some, like, rewrites and retoolings. Would make sense, yeah. They probably want to try and, like, make it in, like, canon to the MCU or something. Well, because at first it was supposed to be an alternate canon where it's mm. like, what if uh, Norman Osborn had come to Tom Holland Spider-Man instead of Iron Man on that day? Mm-hmm. And I think it's that and the fact that they're not 100% certain what the future of Tom Holland looks like in the MCU and Spider-Man in general. So I think, yeah, I think it comes down to continuity. Is it in? Is it out? Is it a side continuity? Is it a multiverse? What? What is it? Yeah, I just remember they got Charlie Cox come back as uh, Daredevil. That's right, and we saw his costume and everything, mm. and he was going to be a big part of it. Yeah. And then, obviously, of course, Cox got called away to do the new Daredevil show, which also is getting retooled and taking back to basics. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on at the moment. Lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> which hopefully is for the best. You know, it's good that they thought about these things now instead of when they were too close to stop. Yeah, well, it's like like when we talked about uh, that Daredevil show getting retooled. It looks like they're finally like figuring out what their problems are and and like retooling yeah. a lot of the stuff, restructuring. Yeah, and uh, they got the Loki guy show running it now. Apparently, yes, Spencer and Moorhead. Which good because you made two really good seasons of television, and I think you proved the validity of these Marvel streaming shows. Where like they're no, 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 they can be really good. You just need yeah. to tell the right story in the right way. And have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, have some organization. Yeah, and even like the end of that Loki thing, where I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty perfect ending for this, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And they could, and they could come back for a season three, or they could just not. It's fine. I think they've said adamantly they're not doing a season three. They're going to leave Loki's story there, and maybe he'll appear in like a film or something later on down the line. Which is fine for me, because the way they ended that with the whole, you know, I want a throne, I don't want a throne, I got a throne for this job. Yeah. 
actually his really is kind of a perfect character journey for him from the movies to season one to the end i would say mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think they ended that on really good terms they did yes yeah so i'm i'm fine with them leaving in that situation also too the fact that they were able to work out that ending the way they did while also working around the kang issues <laughs> yeah I, it's really funny because like a couple of weeks ago there was like some big article about oh this like hollywood deal maker knows all about like the ending of loki and he doesn't see how mm. how they're not fucks because of the kang issue and it's like kang's barely in it <laughs> yeah he is and then they literally delete him at a point yeah yeah <laughs> then he's just gone and i'm like oh yeah is this uh is this where they had to like be like hey uh maybe don't show up to work today <laughs> hey big big rewrites big rewrites coming down which uh again <laughs> I, again, I won't render a verdict on that yet because, you know, real verdicts are, might be rendered in the future. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Uh, some other stuff we got coming down the pipeline here. Uh, this actually regards casting. Uh, apparently, Pedro Pascal, a uh, lot of reputable news sites are saying that he might actually be the front runner to be Mr. Fantastic in the new Fantastic Four movie if he hasn't been cast already. How do, how do you feel about this, Matt, if this should be true? Uh, I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with more Pedro Pascal. I really like Pedro Pascal, too. He's basically been batting 100 in all of his roles. Even then, in the back of my mind, though, I'm like, yeah, but, you know, like, didn't you want to cast someone younger? Didn't Don't you guys usually cast more unknown for this role or something? Maybe, just, that was their, just... maybe they, they're realizing that, oh, we probably need some sort of, like, reliable star power. For this maybe maybe the rest of the team will be like like younger unknowns maybe i i mean they are the first family and i imagine that whenever we get the origin there is going to be some lost in space planet of the apes timeline fuckery mm -hmm. to explain how oh we've always been here you just haven't seen us until right now mm -hmm. i mean it, like he's certainly we've seen him play the dad character who's kind of a dick but has a heart of gold so i mean mm -hmm. And he can play, like, kind of, like, dick characters as well. He's done that quite mm -hmm. a fair bit. He's done a couple of roles. He's in Narcos. Uh, he was, like, the bad guy in that second Equalizer film. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I'm not saying he'd be a bad pick. I think he's very good. But at the same time, too, in the back of my mind, there just seems to be, like, a change in Marvel's casting uh, philosophy over the last couple of years where it's like oh here's an interesting unknown here's like a left field character actor who ends up blowing you away here it's just like here's a good actor for this role and i'm like all right all right I, fair enough i it's uh, it's 100 percent better than a lot of the fan casts i've seen out there especially all those people true. who want john krasinski you got him in one film and that was enough <laughs> it's fine yes yes you got him in one film yes we were making fun of you when we did it but you got it so yeah. shut up about it yeah. also you don't even really want him you want his wife apparently <laughs> so you know now maybe maybe they have him like anchor the film with being like a respected older actor and a guy mm -hmm. people like from other nerd franchises maybe in the other casting is yeah. where they get interesting exactly exactly where they get like kind of fun and crazy with it because like for the thing Obviously, you're gonna need a voice. You're gonna need a Bradley Cooper for that because I, the character is probably that, um, Eben Moss Buckrock will be him. There's this Uncle Richie from from the Bear. Oh, that's not a bad choice at all, actually. Yeah, 
that's not a bad choice at all, actually. I don't mind him. Yeah, you need someone who's funny and surly. And, uh, yeah, that guy has those things. He has comedic timing. Mm -hmm. He's great. That would be a good one. Same with Johnny Storm. You need, like, a fun young punk kid to do it. Maybe maybe get one of them Stranger Things kids. I don't know. People have been like like saying there's like one guy I can't remember what the fuck his name is, but there's one kid from Stranger Things that people keep fan casting in, and I I hate it so much. I just hate it. This is like no, stop casting the people in Stranger Things. They're not really good actors. Yeah, I I stopped watching Stranger Things after season two. I'm like, this is good, but this was a lot like season one, and then I just <laughs> never came back. <laughs> Love me some David Harbor though he's good yeah he's really great i like everyone thought that david harbour was going to be the thing for the longest time but the end kind of makes sense yeah but then he ended up being crimson guardian dang yeah <laughs> almost you know what what could have been <laughs> what could have been uh and again because you know fantastic forecasting was all over the place too some people also theorizing the hot new rumor is that we might be getting javier bardem as Galactus, which is another case of it would just be his voice. It would just be his voice, yeah, yeah. Maybe his face, yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless they wanted to blow Javier Bardem up to planet size, because Disney, of course, has been working on this technology for many years. They mastered the fountain of youth tech to make their actors appear younger. Now they have an incising ray to make them larger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, what what can we do to honor the giant Javier Bardem to make sure that he does not destroy us? Yeah, who do we have to sacrifice to him? <laughs> yes, who do we have to sacrifice to the Bardem? Because I, I will get on that ASAP. <laughs> also, is he just going to do his Anton Chigurh voice for Galactus? Probably, yeah. Has, yeah. He, has he done a role where he's, like, put on an accent or, like, a different, like, voice than his own? I, I can't think I'm of any. I'm sure he has, because again, he seems like that sort of eclectic character actor. But yeah, I, I just want Galactus to be Anton Sugar. Don't don't put that ultimate nullifier back in your pocket, Reed Richards, because yeah. if you do, it'll just be a regular gadget. Yeah, which it is. <laughs> yeah, which it is. It's, it's a lucky gadget, Mr. Fantastic. I'm going to eat your whole planet. I, did I ever tell you this story, Sue Storm, about a car crash that happened one time? Oh, fuck, the movie's actually over after that? Really? Wow. <laughs> my, my my actual thoughts watching No Country for Old Men, that can't possibly be the end, can it? And then it was. <laughs> yeah, he kills Reed Richards in a, in a Texas motel and you don't get to see it. It happens off screen. Yeah. Yep. And then it's just over. <laughs> It's just over, and I'm like, oh, man, this is one of those movies I gotta, like, really think about. Yeah, okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, the, the randomness of violence, uh, a man's inhumanity to man, uh, oh, this is based on a book, huh? Should I read the book? I should probably read the book, shouldn't I? <laughs> Though apparently uh, all that writer's books are, like, actually like that. He was the same guy who did, uh, what was that movie about Viggo Mortensen and the Apocalypse with the Cannibals? uh the road it's cormac cormac yeah. mccarthy yeah yes apparently all of his shit is like that cormac mccarthy all of his novels are kind of like that yes yes very his young girl graveyard scary man the graveyard is capitalism thank you <laughs> no thank you cormac <laughs> which, which again just the most irish man in the world cormac mccarthy i can't think of a more irish name than that oh <laughs> uh... 
Now, again, because casting is just run amok, and we actually already kind of talked about this, uh, Robert Kirkman apparently revealed in an interview when talking about Invincible that Steve Yun has already been cast as the Sentry, which we've already talked about on the show, but I don't think has ever been 100% confirmed, but people are now running with it as confirmed because Kirkman said it. Yeah, I'm fine with that casting. That's pretty good casting. It's good casting. Yeah, he's a great character actor, putting in some of the best work of his career. I think with a character like the Sentry, you can do more interesting things with it because he is this strange, otherworldly, you know, being unto himself. Yeah, he's Schizo Superman. Yeah. And it uh, would dovetail quite nicely because we're doing multiple different versions of the Sentry in the book right now who aren't, mm -hmm. uh, was it, who aren't Bob Reynolds. Oh, Bob, yeah. I think he is playing, going to be playing Bob in the film, though. Me too. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I, I want to see his take on the Void. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to see him go to that fucking weirdo dark place in his mind and see how he acts in. Because yeah. that's, that's Michael that's... lets him do that as well. Same. Yeah, I, I want him to go to as dark a place as they let the high evolutionary go in Guardians. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I keep you know praising that dude's performance up and down, but when he comes stumbling in there. I think he is scarier in that moment when he is stumbling around half drunk than like most villains are when they're screaming. Because mm -hmm. the actor clearly went to a very dark, very fucking personal <laughs> place in that moment where like I'm gritting my teeth in the theater where I'm like, oh no, I can see the allegory you're doing here and oh no. Yeah, I, I think we said it when we when we originally talked about it, but I, I'd love for James Gunn uh to cast that actor I, I i can't say his name because it's it's been impronounceable to me yes um and, yes but, and we don't want to butcher it you know yeah. we want to be uh um, respectful. i'm just going to call him chuck i'm just because i that's like the first part of his name that's the um, first part I, I hope james gunn casts him as like lex luther that would be pretty fucking good i'd be yeah, okay or, with or like that. a superman villain zod or someone yeah any one of them because as we've seen holy shit can he go to some dark scary places yeah. as an actor yeah like and, and like he seems like such a nice jovial dude in yeah. interviews and everything but he can just flip that switch and i'm like oh oh you you are terrifying now <laughs> some actors can do that some actors just have that switch that they can flip <laughs> Uh, now moving on there uh, to something that'll actually dovetail with the spoiler cast that we're going to have at the end of the show when we talk about the Marvels. Uh, uh, Iman Vellini was finally allowed to do uh, interviews now uh, for the Marvels and Miss Marvel because, you know, the actor-writer strike has come to an end. And during one of these interviews, she let fly a very interesting little nugget of information, and that is that the Miss Marvel is a mutant twist from the end of her show was not a sure thing in the final cut. It kind of feels like it. It didn't it feel like, in, like a little bit tagged now, on? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh, we'll put that in right now. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we should do this and put the musical sting in there as well. So to think they were so close to her not being a mutant, and it really shows because they knew they didn't want her to be an inhuman, so they created this whole light dimension gin thing, and then we're like, actually, you know what? throw a mutant on there at the end. <laughs> And it's so funny to think that that thing that almost didn't make it into the show has now become the backbone of her in the comics. <laughs> her being a mutant, and I'm like, wow, this this is more proof if you ever needed it that the movie side of things and the TV uh, comic side of things just do not talk to each other. Which is really strange, because I'm, I'm sure Kevin Feige is... He's some role at Marvel, like, 
on top of what he does now where he does have some say in the comics or like like he has a hand in the comics in some point he is supposed to be but i think it's one of those situations where it's like you can't with how big the marvel cinematic universe is and how big the marvel media machine is you could not possibly run all of this past one man no absolutely not yeah i don't think you could possibly run this past one man but yeah, I think it's hilarious that that was the thing. And also, hey, uh, not to give up the ghost for when we eventually do talk about the Marvels, her being a mutant thing never actually comes up in the Marvels. No, no, it doesn't actually, does it? They they do not follow that up. There is some X-Men connection, and we'll get to it, but they don't actually follow up on it. And I'm like, oh, are they saving that for season two of her show? Are they saving that for her spinoff? Are they saving that for something else? But yeah, I think it's funny that they make that a huge deal at the end of the show, then not in this movie, and now the comics are running with it, and the actress from the show is writing that comic, though hilariously also bucking against what the comics want by being like yeah no we're not doing the purple light powers at least not now not now yeah <laughs> like like the character literally draws a line in the sand and goes i'm not doing that <laughs> which is so fucking amazing to me and also why inman Villani is the best and we need to protect her at all cost because <laughs> she fucking gets it and i hope she sticks around in these things for a long time because again it feels like one of us is sit sitting there and being able to whisper in these creative ears and be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> People are going to get mad if you do that. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting to bring up because now we have it from the actress's mouth herself. The whole mutant thing was not supposed to be in there originally. It was a very last minute addition. Yeah. Such a weird change for like a character who's existed for so many years. So then just suddenly decide, oh, I'm going to make her mutant. Instead of just, you, instead of using her as like a, a proper way to like reboot the Inhumans, Inhumans in, in, yeah. in both comics and in the films. Right? It's even crazier too, because in that new movie, we'll talk about it. They're fighting the Kree. Yeah. The people who yeah. made, the people who made the Inhumans. Points, everything points to it being like, oh, this is all going to be like Inhuman stuff. Yeah. Like there literally could have been any moment where, uh, what is it? Uh, Deb Nar or whoever the fuck the villain is for the Marvels generic Cree accuser number 644 who was only in one issue of the comic so it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. that they're a little bit boring at any moment that character should have turned to Kamala and been like you don't know do you you don't even know who you are you're one of our failed science experiments you're not even human you're inhuman yeah exactly exactly see look Fe Feige hire me man look I could have I could have fixed that all in like one line <laughs> I totally could have done it. And yeah, I know they wanted to, you know, make the story more culturally relevant by doing the whole gin thing. But then they kind of undercut that with the mutant thing at the end. So they basically really tried to have their cake and eat it too, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Again, lo love uh, Villainy's performance. Love the Miss Marvel show. Love her family, as we'll talk about in the actual Marvel's discussion. But just feels feels like they overthought that one. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit overthought it. Uh, now, one thing that wasn't overthought is uh, the new Ultimate Green Goblin. We got a look at the new Spider-Man. Uh, he's older, he's got a beard, and his Green Goblin looks a lot like the Sam Raimi Neo-Goblin. Yeah, and people are theorizing that's probably not going to be Norman because of no. that, that issue of Ultimate Universe, which heavily implies that him and his wife died. Yeah, so probably Harry, maybe. Yeah, which I guess makes more sense. 
Yeah, costume's not too bad. Again, it's very, you know, armored, very those movies. But I like he has a little purple in his helmet, and it's a little pointed to kind of give you the illusion of the hat. Yeah. Yeah. I do appreciate that. Now, the question is, will the Green Goblin have a beard, though? If Spider-Man has a beard, he really needs well, to, you know, match him. Well, if he does, you know, the Spider-Man fandom is just going to lose their shit like they did over this this beard. I can't fucking understand that. Like, they'll complain endlessly if, like, a costume doesn't have, like, raised webbing or, like, the yeah. eyes don't move properly. And you give him a fucking beard and they think it's, like, the the greatest change to a character in the last 80 years. It, clearly it comes from them wanting to really like it that's why they're creaming their jeans over a man with a beard <laughs> it's, it's so funny look, look look guys i don't know if you knew this but i cape joel the podcaster have have a be have had a beard for way longer than spider-man has and y and y'all didn't love me friggin uh unconditionally as you loved spider-man what, what do i have to do to get that spider-man beard love because <laughs> i'll do it I'll do it. I desperately need, you know, people to love me and validate me. I'll do it. <laughs> but yeah, so new Green Goblin, we had debated, oh, is he going to be a monster? Is he going to be a guy in a suit? Guy in a suit so far. So far, yeah. So far, guy in a suit. But uh, yeah, here's hoping the Green Goblin has a beard. He's really hoping everyone in this universe has a beard. It's kind of like a reverse Star Trek mirror universe where every character has a beard, so you know they're from the new Ultimate Universe. <laughs> yeah, JJ in this universe actually doesn't have like any facial hair. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, he's completely clean-shaven. No yeah. mustache. Yeah. <laughs> no, no mustache, but he has a landing strip in his crotch, but you'll never see it. <laughs> that's his thing now like oh yeah i have a mustache i have the mustache of the pelvis <laughs> yeah that's what the new jj is too he's just always gesturing to his crotch and he's just really filthy <laughs> which i'm fine with uh, nerd with face saying in the chat there have editorial treat you horribly for a couple decades then we'll th then we'll see about loving you unconditionally <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a human being, not a fictional character, so who who would editorial be in this situation, my parents? <laughs> oh, I just made myself sad. <laughs> yeah, Doc has Doc Ock ever had a beard? I'm sure he has. I think all these characters have had beards at one point, but usually it's like depression beards if they've been yeah. locked away or something they get, like the five o'clock shadow and everything. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they do like a Doc Ock who doesn't have like a horrible bowl cut. Yeah, though it is kind of, like, indicative of his character, though, right? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I wonder how you update that. You know, what's what's the modern-day equivalent He, he gets of one of those, cut? like, Gen Z fucking haircuts where it's, like, all, like, poofy and... Yeah, yeah. Gets a rat tail. Gets yeah. a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Eric in the chat helping us out. That Spider-Man beer is sexy, though, to be honest. You know what? I think that's the thing, Eric. I think a lot of people are just way more horny for Spider-Man than they care to admit, and this new artwork was a chance for them all to finally be horny on Maine and get away with it. You, you know what it is? It's it's like that It's that thing where we, we've talked about how, like, Spider-Man fans don't want Spider-Man to grow up, but, mm. and that, but they've started growing up and growing beards, and now Spider-Man has grown up and got a beard as well. I guess, yeah. So again, it's almost like, you know, mutual masturbation. It's almost <laughs> like, you know, oh, 
you know, oh yeah, finally, Spider-Man is daddy, as am I, all is right with the universe. As Ken Book says, the beard, the beard must be very itchy under the mask. I want him to, like, show that, where, like, he puts <laughs> on his mask, and it looks like he's got, like, tumors growing out of the bottom of his face, because the mask is, like, warped, because <laughs> it doesn't, like, fit his beard. Man, th that's a top ten list we gotta do, the greatest beards in comics. <laughs> maestro hulk has got to be in there he's got a good beard yeah. reed richards when he has one thor when he has one oh yeah which is funny because he was clean shaven when the new series started and then he grew another one and he grew another one and now he's clean shaven again yeah what are some more truly great comic book beards well i guess nick fury senior had a mustache so that's just kind of facial hair in general mm, odin odin yeah there's good be good beards running that family except for loki though yeah. Loki's never had a beard. He can never grow that's his why, facial hair, yeah. That's why he's he, evil. He, he, yeah, he's adopted. See, that's that's what really pisses him off. It's not I want to be king. It's not I want our parents to love us more. I just really have bad beard envy. <laughs> is the only problem. That's a good one. I guess Superman has had a beard at times. Not all the time. Usually that's like a dark future thing. Yeah, or like when he's trapped on like some planet or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nightcrawler has a good beard too. When he gets the devil beard and starts to look more like mm. his dad, uh, Asriel. Yeah. Gambit has had good beards too over the years. Wolverine's had a beard though. Mostly he rocks like the five o'clock shadow. It seems like artists go back and forth between what they prefer for him to have. Yeah. To the five o'clock shadow or like the the mutton chops. The mutton chops. Man, you know the mutton chops are due for a comeback. I think. <laughs> Magneto has had a beard over the years. Yeah, he went full Breaking Bad in that uh, one series where he shaved his head and grew a beard. Yeah, Zig Xavier still got a beard at the moment. Yes, because he's got his gross hobo beard because yeah. he's living on the island. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Stark only gets a beard when he falls off the wagon. Any other time, you know, he's got a perfectly quaffed mustache. That's how they know. That's how they know. Oh, he's on. He's on the White Russians again. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. And and we don't just mean uh, Black Widow. <laughs> Seriously, how is there not a drink in that universe called the Black Widow, but it's just like a white Russian, but with like, you know, I don't know, friggin' dark Curacao or something. <laughs> Batman has a beard occasionally too, but again, that's usually more of a sign that he's fallen off the wagon and gone to shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beast, Beast is just all beard all the time. <laughs> you, you can't tell, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the real issue with it uh yeah and our last story here again ironically pertains to x-men so this is a really good uh segue indeed uh free comic book day is coming up and there's going to be a big avenger story in there it's going to be that uh blood war blade crossover thing apparently that starts there mm -hmm. there's also going to be an x-men story in that collection co-written by gail simone which is pretty huge cool. because she doesn't because she doesn't work at Marvel right now. Nice. And the last comic she did at Marvel was that uh, Domino mini that mm. she did, which I think was like right before Krakoa. It was, yes. And this has had a lot of people theorizing, oh, wow, why would they have her co-write this free comic book day issue if she wasn't going to be involved in the next era of X-Men, whatever it might be? And a lot of people have already jumped to the oh shit is she gonna be the big name draw celebrity writer that they're gonna put on uh x-men post uh krakoa post you know powers of x house of fall of x oh that'd, that'd be pretty cool that would be fuck again you know what if you wanted to i mean i was already 
afford. But if you wanted me to buy like two issues, this is how you get me to buy two issues of every issue, just because I want this to keep going. Did you see as well? I, I, around, I think when this was also announced that I think it's coming out in December or January. But they've also they're also putting out a book. Uh, it's literally just called the original X Men. Oh and, really? And it's been written by Christos Gage and and with art by Ooh. Greg Land, and it makes me feel like okay, this is this them like like getting people ready for the return of like because it's like the original X Men in their like original original costumes. Mm. You know, they're fighting. I think the Phoenix and stuff. Is this oh, them wow. sort of like preparing for like okay, we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back to like the original. Yeah, I get the feeling that in the next few years we're gonna see a lot of pump priming for X Men. Yeah. Because we got that. We got the 97 cartoon series, which will be here before we know it. Mm -hmm. They already have the 97 toy line, which yeah. uh, I, I bought the Wolverine from that. It's a beautiful nice. toy line. Nice, nice. I'm I'm not a regular toy guy because, you know, I, I, I like to eat. And if I buy toys, I won't have money to eat. <laughs> but goddamn, those 97 figures are so good. And it's like, hey, we got all your favorites in the first phase. We got Wolverine, Storm, Gambit, Magneto, Mystique. And Forge is here, too. I'm sure Forge has to be someone's favorite. <laughs> I think uh, I think Rogue is in that line, too. But yeah, just like, hey, we have literally favorites from the 90s show here and nice. i'm like fuck i really want these nice i want the whole set nice uh didn't simone write a variant last year that's right she did write variant which was excellent that last jessica jones story mm. you're 100 correct yeah i was i was thinking about x-men books she wrote but yeah she wrote variant so yeah here's uh here's hoping she brings that there yeah. yeah, I mean, For Forge is good. It's just funny, like, in that line of toys, it's all your favorites from the cartoon. And also Forge, who yeah. was there. And Forge is here, yeah. I, I bet they wanted to do a Professor Xavier, but they're like, oh, man, if we got to do the wheelchair, too, that's going to be a lot of plastic. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of plastic. But they do that, too, uh, Toy Biz, with their figures. You can get the extra-sized Kingpin and the extra-sized Rhino and everything. <laughs> So goddamn. Yeah, Cowboy's right. It should have been Morph. It should have been Morph in the first line. Yeah. No, see, Forge actually is Morph. You take off the little plastic mask and it was actually <laughs> Morph all along. Yeah, it's got that thing where you like click the button in the back and its head like flips from inside its body like the old the old uh, Power Rangers toys had. Yes. That would be fucking so cool if that was actually <laughs> true. It's a Morph figure, but he just looks like someone else. <laughs> But yeah, that was all the news we had from this week, everyone. I wasn't missing anything, was I, Matt? I know there was a lot of stuff going on. I don't think so, no. Yeah, again, I know it was a big week when we're gone. It always seems like when we're gone, that's uh, when the shit really starts coming. Yeah. Uh, here, I'm, I'm actually looking at Newsarama right now. I'm like, did anything break when I wasn't paying attention? Yeah. No, okay, I think we got everything. Oh, yeah, everyone's talking about that new Scott Pilgrim show. I haven't watched it yet. I, I thought it was just an adaptation of, like, the movie and the comic. It's not, actually. Yeah, it's it's uh, some new stuff, yeah. Yeah, it, it's basically Scott Pilgrim What If. Yeah. The, the gimmick is, it's called Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, and I'm like, oh, that's a fun name. No, it's because he literally takes off in the first episode, and we see what happens to the rest of the characters when he's not around. <laughs> And it's pissing people off, apparently, because it's, like, sticking to that idea where it's like, yeah, Scott Pilgrim was a really bad guy when the thing began. And when he's not around, the villains apparently all live richer, deeper, more interesting lives. 
And I'm like, that's really fucking funny. <laughs> and the fact that it's pissing people off only makes me like it more. And I'm like, okay, yeah. now I have to actually watch it. <laughs> uh, Eric helping us out again. Thank you so much, Eric. That would be mostly female X-Men team by Gail Woodsell. I don't think it would have to just be an all-female-led team. Again, we've seen her write all sorts of wonderfully quirky teams before. Like, have her bring that Secret Six energy to the X-Men. Yeah, exa exactly. I, I, I'd love... Oh, oh, just like... Yeah, just do Secret Six, but with X-Men. Yeah, have all the fun weirdos. Let, like, really stress that part where it's like, yeah, the X-Men are this weirdo outsider carny family. Yeah, who live in, like, a mansion in Central Park for some reason. And, like, yeah. people don't, like, go near them or anything because, yeah, they're, they're just a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Jupiter 85, did you hear that Comicology is going away for good next month? I mean, I think that writing was basically on the wall. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I haven't used the Comicology app in a long time. No, neither have I. It's just not worth it, even for work. Yeah. Which fucking sucks. They they had a good thing for a little bit, didn't they? They did. They did. Again, another perfect example about how, like, fucking industry and the tech giants will just kill anything that's good after mm -hmm. a while. Mm -hmm. Case in point, also, Twitter. Yep. I, I used to like that place. Yeah, now no one's advertising on it anymore. <laughs> nope. Hey, now's our chance, Matt. We can finally get in there. We can finally <laughs> advertise the comic multiverse to the finest, most curated groups of racist, sexist, misogynists, and anti-Semites. You know, the only people who are actually reading ads on site. <laughs> For eight whole dollars, Matt, the finest shitheads in the world can be directed to our show. Oh, fantastic. I, I can't wait for Twitter to get really desperate. And it's like, why Why is every ad on here for boner pills now? Why is every yeah. ad here for some shady, uh, what is it, Papua New Guinea sports book? Yeah, there, there, there's lots of MILFs in my area, yeah. I know, and they all want to meet so lucky. <laughs> Sorry, ladies, I got to do the comic multiverse tonight. <laughs> the people, the people need me. People need me to talk about comics <laughs> and how Beast is all beard all the time. <laughs> uh, now that's what they really got to do. Horny Spider-Men are in your area and they all have beards? What? <laughs> if if we did joke titles still, Matt, like we did back at Name Redacted, that would be the title of this episode, Sexy Bearded Spider-Man in Your Area. <laughs> uh, they're all single and ready to mingle. <laughs> All right, so I guess with that we can actually talk about the movie. Oh, this well, you saw last week. I saw this. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna have to keep reminding myself what actually happened with it because it's been an extra week for me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Since I've seen it, yeah. It. Uh, it really hits the fucking ground running. This. I get the distinct feeling that at one point this script was probably longer, but they mm. cut it down to keep it to a really lean ninety minutes, which is really strange. Yeah, going which, to a Marvel film, which is like, oh, it's like an hour and thirty and some change, which which I didn't hate. I'm not going to talk shit about that. No, in fact, you know, what? I think I think an argument that could be made as much as we love these big comic book movies, a lot of them have grown overstuffed and bloated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I do feel like there was maybe supposed to be something else there that was cut out. Like I'll tell you this, I kept waiting for Jude Law's character to come back. I'm like, oh, and yeah. this is where Carol will meet Jude Law's character again. This will oh, we'll what's going on with him and then we didn't 
And I'm like, oh, huh, especially because they they brought him up a couple of times. They did. Yeah, I, he's I, in I, the flashbacks. Yeah, and I kept expecting him to be to to it be revealed that like, oh yeah, he's he's back on Hala and like he's now like trying to take command of like the supreme intelligence or something. Yeah. Well, when they said there was a civil war and it was like Bendar on one side, I'm like, oh, and it's Jude Law on the other side, isn't it? But mm. then that just never came up. No, no. Which, again, I don't have a problem with that. I just assumed, like, oh, you know, this is kind of this hanging plot thread from the first one. Uh, but by and large, I, I did greatly enjoy this movie. I had a very fun time out seeing this. I think it was a great improvement over the first Captain Marvel and also probably the first movie to really capitalize on everything from TV shows. Yeah, this this one is the first one, yeah, that literally picked up after the events of, like, what Monica was up to in WandaVision, yeah. and then obviously Miss Marvel. We literally, like, end, like, start mm -hmm. at the beginning of the end of Miss Marvel. Yeah, and a lot of people were theorizing, too, like, oh, are people going to be turned off by this because you got to know all these shows and everything going in, and, you know, people have never met these two characters before who have co-billing with Brie Larson? And the answer is no, not at all. They literally get you up to speed in the first five minutes of meeting these characters. In many cases, they straight up just show you clips from their shows. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, the first five minutes of this movie is kind of a clip show. Even Carol herself basically gets a clip show from her own movie. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because I'm like, well, dude, if I'm seeing a Marvel's uh, sequel to Captain Marvel, I think you can assume I know what's, what happened in the first movie. Yeah, they obviously got a cater for people who haven't. Fair, yeah, again, they, the, the mandate for this very much seemed to be make this movie as accessible as possible to the people who didn't see those things. Mm -hmm. And I think they do a good job. Again, uh, Iman Vellaini steals every goddamn scene mm. she's in she's the true breakout of this just a charismatic powerhouse and her family kills it in this movie too i'm so glad they brought the family along for the ride quite literally i i was kind of worried that they'd only appear in that that first part where like the, the switch starts happening and then they're you know off to space and we don't get to see them probably till the end of the film but yeah i like that they're all getting involved in it yeah, they get to go to Saber, they get to have fun interactions with Samuel L. Jackson, who looks like he's having way more fun here than he was in Secret Invasion. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, here's the happy, you know, go lucky Nick Fury we like. You, you can tell this was something like, like okay, I actually want to work with these people. I, yeah. you know, I'm actually having some fun. I get to do some cool fight scenes. I'm not just like right? moping, moping around in like a hobo beard you know yeah he, get, he gets a better fight scene here than he does in all of secret invasion and he has great chemistry yeah. with all the ladies too he has a fun back and forth with all of them kamala keeps trying to steal his pad uh spectrum doesn't know how to fly yet and kind of upset with that was like come on black girl magic get up in the air <laughs> i don't know uh, Brie Larson also looks like she's having a lot more fun in this one too, mainly because it seems like she doesn't have to carry the whole load of this one anymore. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, having some extra stars be around her. Not like in the first one, she had like Samuel L. Jackson, but like now yeah. she's actually got some like people she's going to spend the entire film with to actually bounce off of. Yeah. And it seemed like these actresses genuinely liked each other and mm. it showed up on screen. Yeah. It helps, too, that, you know, a big theme of this movie is kind of all about hero worship, because obviously Kamala loves Carol to death and, you know, worships the ground she walks on and wants to be just like her. Monica did, once upon a time, 
And yet they've kind of had this falling out because of the blip and because all of the years that Carol didn't spend on Earth, there's kind of like, you know, some hurt and distance there that they need to repair. They repair it almost instantly, again, because of Kamala, who, again, in, in classic, you know, millennial motion, dirty, no, don't be fighting each other. We got to hug this out right now before we move on. This These feelings could really fester if we don't solve this right now. And I'm like, that's Kamala. Yep, that's how it's done. We got to work out this problem. Now, this could lead to a civil war if we don't do this, guys. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's it's good that she's being used as sort of that, that mediator and sort of that... Yeah. Kind of bringing these two back together as that sort mm -hmm. of middle ground is, is really cool. Yeah, because, like, the movie would be very different if she wasn't in it. They actually have a lot of fun with the Quantum Bands, which, of course, they mm. set up in the Miss Marvel show. Uh, they do a lot of really great, really creative things with the fights because they keep tagging in and out like a freaking wrestling match. Those fights were so good, especially the one with uh, Kamala and uh, Nick in that, like, space yes. elevator thing. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, where she's like running around and they're fucking up her house and they're fucking up the base. Yeah. It's great too because those scenes also break up what was mostly a pretty standard Marvel sequel movie script. We got to stop the villain from getting the relic from doing the bad thing. Yeah, uh, the villain I don't give two shits about. No. I, 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 I don't like doing this, but I have a feeling that this character was brought on there and this actor was brought on there because this actress is married to tom hiddleston oh i didn't know that yeah and i have a feeling that's like you know you introduce and it's like, oh we'll give you a role and it ended up being this role right now again the character of ben dar or dar something yeah. was in the comic but like for one story i think yeah. the they they built like an evil robot uh silver surfer for some shit so they were always forgettable even in the book i will say though their motivation and their actual plan was a lot more interesting than your average villain in some of these movies go. They're like, yeah, I'm trying to regain all of our resources by attacking former Cree colonies and eventually attacking Earth to steal the atmosphere and the sun and the ocean for my doomed world that's fallen apart and fallen into civil war because of the actions of Captain Marvel. Yeah, the the Annihilator is what they Yeah, I love that. I, I love that because that's such a Cree thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, in our society, we have uh, pursuers and accusers and everything, and you are the annihilator. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. And I'm like, what the fuck do they keep calling her that? I'm like, oh, she. It, it, it's also a perfect explanation to her. It's like, well, why was she out in space for all those years? You know, why did she never come back to Earth? Why did she never deal with anything? Oh, because she was fucking over an entire planet and fighting a one woman war against the Cree. That's why. <laughs> She was so pissed off, she killed the Supreme Intelligence, which looks like it does in the comics now. It yes. actually looks like the big green face. And I'm like, oh, good. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad they, they went back to that. Again, that flashback where we see her fuck up the planet. Again, I, I get a strong feeling that Jude Law's character was supposed to have been in that flashback yeah. at some point. It feels like there was yeah. another thing there we never saw. Yeah, he, he was either meant to, to die or like something something or maybe maybe he was even at one point meant to be the villain again i i truly get that feeling too because everything with dar i'm like this this feels kind of tacked on yeah yeah 
Now, now, luckily, she's not in the movie all that much. And again, it's not about her. This feels very much like Phase One, Phase Two Marvel, where it's not—it's not about the villain. The villain mm. is superfluous. It's about the relationship between the characters. And mm. I will say, when they're all together, they have that great training montage set to Beastie Boys Intergalactic. I'm like, see, this is what it's all about right here. Yeah, yeah, great character work between all three. All three managed to as well get like equal screen time. I was for there sure thinking you. they were going to be like, oh, we don't need to do much with Miss Marvel because she's got a TV show. And Monica yeah. Is, a, is, is, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I do think, though, like, I do think that they should have built these characters up a little bit more before this film, mm, like, especially probably. Monica, because Monica was only, yeah. in, only in WandaVision. She needed to be in and something only else. Yeah, she needed yeah. to be in something else especially because of how the movie ends with her, you know, heroically sacrificing herself by closing the rift in the incursion. Like, obviously, she means the world to uh, Carol because of their close relationship. She's she's basically her second mother and everything. And, you know, yeah. she's the one who feels like she hurt her. My, my whole thing was when they were doing that backstory, I'm like, oh, no, that's right. Carol was in space the whole time. She she never saw her friend when she died of cancer. She actually did. We actually see a scene. She apparently did come back to Earth when she has cancer, but she wasn't there when Monica had come back from the blip and everything, which is still just as hurtful. But I'm yes. like, oh, yeah, I could I could imagine that her off mm -hmm. yep so like there's actually like some depth and complexity there e even with carol herself being like did i do the right thing when i mm -hmm. killed the supreme intelligence and you know caused a civil war and for that world to die and eventually you know it's monica who gives her the idea hey you know you could like restart the sun right <laughs> if you wanted to like that's that's in your power and speaking of power, too, like, as much as I complain about them changing uh, Miss Marvel's powers from being stretchy and embiggening, they do kind of make it work in this story where it's like, yeah, we are all, we all have light-based powers. Mm -hmm. One can transform it, one can see it, and, you know, one can absorb it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And yeah. that does ultimately play into the finale. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's a very smart, they, they actually thought about it. They, they did. They, they didn't just give her light powers for the sake of giving her light powers. There's a reason behind it. And yeah, I actually quite like, and again, it ties them all together a bit more. Mm -hmm. They do give her a stretchy scarf though, for mm -hmm. the fight on musical world. And I'm like, Hey, stretchy scarf. She's basically just doing what she normally <laughs> does with the powers, but with the scarf. Hey, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I like it, but that could have been like her body. <laughs> Uh, also, I, I fucking love Musical World. I, I wish we my got more of it. I wish we got more of it. Same, same too, where I'm like, this, this is Marvel Cosmic. If you're doing a weirdo alien movie, go bug nuts insane with it. Have a world where people are just gas giants. Have a world where people speak entirely through song. Please do more weirdo shit. Yeah, it's it's great. I, my, my favorite line in that is where where Carol says that the prince can understand them because he's bilingual. That's just he's fucking bilingual. hilarious. Now, now, which K-pop band is the prince from? Is what I want to know. Them. One of them. Because <laughs> clearly, from one of them, like the second he showed up on uh, screen, I'm like, that is an offensively handsome man. What K-pop group yeah. is he from? I'm sure he's from. Is is that a BTS? Is that one of the BTSs? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I, so, I don't think it's a BTS because if it was, this movie would already be at a billion dollars. See, that's where they fucked up. That's what they should have done. <laughs> you know, this 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 movie, of course, sadly opened soft in a year where everything opened soft. They really should have put a BTS guy in there because yeah. that's clearly what they were trying. 
trying to uh trying to invoke also uh the fact that carol married this guy off screen as part of some big you know marriage of convenience to save the world does that mean she's a disney princess matt yes Is captain yes. marvel a disney princess she, sings, okay. she has like a fancy dress you know she goes to the ball yeah 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 i also like that like because that that whole thing that that's like kind of like a sci-fi trope where like like the main Very. character inadvertently gets we saw it in fucking invincible as well yes we did um it also it, I, it feels very much like something Captain Marvel would get up to in the comics. Yeah, I, I love it when 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 stuff does like that because it's just so fun. It, it implies like other adventures that we might get mm -hmm. to see at some point. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, because that's the other thing about like Captain Marvel and Carol. She's had like thirty years of adventures we haven't seen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of places for them to like build up. She could also be the ultimate like exposition machine too. It's like yeah, I've been everywhere. I've seen everything. I know what the bands are of course i do exactly that which that's another thing too i assumed we would get more lore with the quantum bands too and maybe we did at some point but it got cut from time because it's like hey these things are connected to the kree and the eternals they were built as eternal wedding rings actually yeah mate ma i think maybe like they wanted to keep it like loose Contained. just in case like they want to do something with it in miss marvel season two maybe the uh. eternals maybe again yeah, because she she gets away with both. So now Kamala has both of the quantum bands. She gets away with both, but we also find out that her powers aren't actually derived from them. They're like her, like she can use them without the, the, yeah. the bands. Yeah, which is very interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and all the guys at, uh, what is it, Saber, kind of get their own little side plot, too, involving the Flurkin, which they actually pay off in maybe one of the funniest scenes of the whole movie. Yeah, I, I, I do like when that started. You're thinking, like, oh, someone's, like, planted, like, a bomb or something. Yeah, in yeah. Face. And it's like, oh, no, it's just it's just goose just laying weird fucking eggs. Yep, cats just laying weirdo alien eggs, which end up saving the day. Because as we see, when a Florkin eats something, they don't actually digest it all the way. Meaning that they can save the entire space base by having people eaten by alien cats while they play the song from Cats. <laughs> This, this movie didn't have a lot of music in it, but boy, between Beastie Boys and that, did they pick the two right songs to pick. They picked them good, yeah. <laughs> they they picked them really good. And uh, yeah, the whole thing like kind of has like a bittersweet ending because, you know, they've saved the day. Uh, friggin' uh, Miss Marvel got to meet her hero. It looks like, uh, is Carol moving into Monica's house or moving out at the end? I think she was moving in to like house it for her until she inevitably gets back yeah that that's what i got from it yeah she was like moving in there and and uh, the implication yeah. being she's returning to earth now for the first time in like 30 years yeah and her her and kamala will end up like probably like being like a team or something or like yeah. at least learning from each other or something they'll, they'll be cool buds which makes me think hey are we gonna get some brie larson in miss marvel season two I that would be so. pretty fun <laughs> That would be really fun. And also, uh, in a scene that feels like you and I wrote it, Matt, Ms. Marvel steals uh, Nick Fury's friggin' uh, pad and then runs around to try and recruit members for the Young Avengers. Even saying, like, his lines from Iron Man 1, like, uh, word for word to, to Kate Bishop. Yeah, oh, oh, Kamala, you beautiful fucking nerd, you. <laughs> just just reenacting your scenes from your freaking, uh, from your fan fictions, and her being like, oh, I'm putting together a team of young heroes. I'm 23, young enough. <laughs> 
uh, Jupiter 85 helmed us out again. Uh, Park Seo Joon is a Korean actor. Okay, I assume. So they, they've actually had really good luck casting Korean actors. Again, uh, mm. the dude they had from The Eternals, who's actually like a huge fucking star in Korea. Yeah, Dong, yeah. Yeah, Dong, who's great. Uh, but yeah, I, I love that. Which again, another way in which this show pays off the TV shows better than anything else right here in the movies in the mm. Because it's like, yeah, did you notice we set up a new young hero in every one of these shows? Yes, yes. Well, I mean, we did. I don't know if other people did. But now now they're basically just straight up saying it. They're pointing to the rafters and being like, hey, young Avengers, it's coming. It's a thing. Yeah, we got, we got, we got Avengers movies coming out soon. We need this team. Absolutely. Which, again, I wonder, will that be a TV show or will that be a movie, young Avengers, when it inevitably happens? I have to imagine it would be a movie. Maybe. A. Carter helping us out. I also enjoyed the Marvels Amon stole the film, but I really love the idea that Captain Marvel is a Disney princess. It's pretty fucking good, isn't yeah. it? That, I bet you, I bet you a hundred Earth dollars they're going to be selling that Captain Marvel ball gown at the Disney park. I bet you that's a thing they're going to be selling. That's going to be a Her Universe collaboration. That and they'll probably be like, I don't know, like a Barbie doll or something with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah very smart also hey their costumes in general are great and they all get new ones captain marvel gets a new one with like the shorter sleeves that she kind of mm. rocked from the book it looks more like fabric now and less like armor which i liked the subtle storytelling there where she's like yeah i'm not a soldier anymore i'm a hero i don't need to wear armor i also like it that it doesn't look like cgi anymore that's also really nice that it was the one like thing i really hated about that one the, the shoulder pads yeah. they, they're like they're not real <laughs> yeah it's real fabric that i can touch uh Monica and Kamala wear the suits from the end of their series, and then they all get new ones on music. Yeah. Which are really nice touches. I like, uh, for Carol, she gets a change in color. Miss Marvel, she basically gets the one she gets, uh, or has had recently, which is just a more streamlined version of it, and Spectrum just gets, like, a newer version of the old Spectrum suit. Yeah. And also, another great running joke, uh, Monica didn't want a name all movie yeah. long. No, I don't, I don't need a superhero code name. I don't want one. <laughs> yeah, Professor Wormhole, though, does the good one. Professor and again kamala being a nerdy super fan no everybody needs a codename and she lists off like a hundred life-based ones <laughs> <laughs> polaris dr light dr light ray because <laughs> yeah shit when you stop and think about it there are a lot of light-based heroes and villains. yes yeah goddamn but yeah that that's a great ending and i'm like wow that that was like the, the movie ended super strong is the best thing i can say about this but i'm like that's how you end it leave the people going home happy big smile on their faces but then we had the post credit which this is probably the biggest post credit they've done in a very long time and the fact that more people aren't freaking the fuck out about this one is like beyond me mm-hmm mm-hmm Again, the fact that, so yeah, we see what happened to Monica. She woke up on the other end of the wormhole incursion to see her mother alive, but that's not her mother. That's Binary, which is another name that Captain Marvel used, ironically, around the same time she was depowered and hanging out with the X-Men. <laughs> and oh, look, who's coming in? Oh, it's Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Well, I mean, it's Beast, which is good, but oh, Kelsey Grammer, but Beast, though. <laughs> because, hey... 
we're doing incursions, we're doing Hickman Secret Wars, two universes cannot inhabit the same space without crashing into each other. Yes. Buckle up, motherfuckers, because we're going there. Yeah, and it's it's implied by, like, music and stuff that this is the X2 universe, especially by, mm -hmm. as well by, like, the setting where they're in, like, that, they're in, like, a, like, the mansion lab and it's, like, that weird blue tile mm -hmm. with the big X door and, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Again, I, I love that it's Beast. I love that we're doing this connection, which, again, I think further confirmed stuff we're probably going to see in Deadpool 3 and, again, probably in Secret uh, Wars and everything. But in the back of my mind, in my really nerdy-ass mind, should have been Rogue, though. Should have been Anna Paquin as Rogue, though, given her also long history with Captain Marvel. Should have been Rogue. I mean, I mean it makes sense. It's, it's Beast, though, because it, it's, it's a lab. It's, it's like science... And like he's he pro he's there. probably studying these incursions himself as well. I mean, he was in the book because he mm. was part of the Illuminati at the time. Mm. He could be part of the Illuminati on this world. Well, if you remember, uh, Xavier died because he got blown up by Scott, and he took Xavier's place on the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. I know so he does mention the professor in this as well. So, the, so uh, Xavier right. is still alive. Hmm. There's other professors, but again, other universes, wibbly wobbly, whatever. But yeah, we're doing incursions now. We finally know what the big end game of this was always going to be, even though we kind of always guessed what it was going to be. I guess Kang was probably going to be more involved in this at some point, but now maybe not. Maybe we maybe we've shifted. Who can tell? We'll we'll see what happens. Well, they've set a president president. So because like that, this particular incursion happens on accident because uh, the villain. Mm uses the negabands they're using those uh spaceways the webway or whatever the fuck they call it that we've seen in yeah. the guardian film so it's like a preset thing that we've seen before and the the explosion like rips rips it open rips open these mm. these these spaceways and it like shatters like the the bleed between the dimensions so maybe like some other villain will figure out that or something and decide oh, i'm Quite just hot. gonna gonna keep doing that maybe someone of the like doom variety yeah, I'm going to start crashing universes into each other. Well, again, Doom was ultimately revealed to be the guy behind the incursions, yeah. wasn't he, at the and, end of that story? And that's the thing, like, it doesn't have to technically be, like, a villain from the 616 universe. It could be a villain this from some true. other universe that just happens to come to the 616 universe. Look, I'm just saying, if at some point uh, we hear a name in Thunderbolts, if we hear someone mention Raboom Allah, we'll know. <laughs> That, that was his name, right? That was Doom's fake name when he was causing so, incursions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I remember that because that was like a big long thing. Like, who is Raboom Allah? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I, I had a lot of fun with the Marvels. I, uh, I had a really good time with it. It was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, again, shame that this one had the box office that it did. But like every major four quadrant tentpole movie has had that this year. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be another eternal situation. And maybe even like the original captain marvel 2 i think people will appreciate this one way more when they catch it on streaming yeah yeah i wonder if like because it's not doing so well whether they'll fast track it to streaming maybe again this one just had so many things working against it that the freaking actors couldn't even promote it because the strike ended like the week it came out the strike ended hours before it came out so there was Which... like so many jokes about like kevin feige rushing around like yeah the go 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 like breaking into these women's houses <laughs> to like shuttle them to like jimmy fallon's set and stuff yeah. <laughs> he's he's throwing their clothes and makeup at them go go you have uh, talk shows to do go 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 
I will not have this fail. Not on my watch. Not this year. <laughs> go, 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 damn it. But yeah, again, huge feel-good ending, a post-credit that, like, actually, like, whoa, like, excited me in a way, like, few of the other post-credits have. Like, the other ones had good post-credits and everything, but this is like, whoa, this is pretty fucking huge, this one, actually. This is an important one, yeah. Yeah, like, this one actually became required watching. Like, Guardians, yeah, they had some fun post-credits, but, you know, it was more like saying goodbye to the team. Mm -hmm. Ant-Man, of course, we had the big, like, Council of Kangs, which, again, may or may not be a thing. I don't know, moving forth. But this is the one where it's like, no, 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 you actually have though. And, man, I would have, you know, <laughs> the theater I saw it in, because I saw it, like, a week late, it was me, and it was... Uh, was it looked to be like a single mom and her two kids yep. who got to see it. And we had the whole theater to ourselves. And uh, I, I I could tell that they were like, oh, well, that's kind of cool because they stayed for the post credit, but they didn't like totally understand the whole thing. I would have loved to have seen that in a fuller theater to be like, guys, guys, do you know what that means? <laughs> it's Beast and he looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was so excited and filled with, you know, a big nerd boner, but I had to keep that all into myself to not be the weirdo who ruins yeah, these nice because there's kids in the life. theaters as well. You'll get yeah. put, on, put on a list or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. I, I've had situations before where it's like, Mommy, Mom, why is that, you know, white guy with a beard so excited right now? Oh, they probably referenced something from one of his funny books that he knows. <laughs> they probably did a deep cut reference that only he'll appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably go back home and talk about his friends on the internet, and, and I did, and I am. <laughs> so they were right. You're, you're all my friends on the internet, everyone listening to this and watching this right now. What'd you think? Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> that's, that's basically just the whole reason I do this show. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> so I don't have to do it alone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I was about it. I thought it was... Yeah, yeah. Real, real solid sequel. Uh, again, I hope more people actually make a chance to see this because you know I think if you go in, uh, unlike some certain people did, you know, with their knives out hoping to hate it, I think you'll have a good time with it. It is. It's, it's a good film. It flies by at like just over ninety minutes, and yeah, it it really does. So like you could see this movie, have fun, and still go do something else in a yeah, night is what exactly. you could do. Exactly. So check it out in matinees, actually. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Again, if even only just to see that post-credit with a group of people. Yeah. Would be pretty fucking sick awesome. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what's what's our time at, Matt? Are we uh, almost done, or uh, should we uh, coming out this week that people can look forward to? Yeah, we can talk about that, yeah. Sure, we'll do about that. Also, Eric, again, who has been helping us uh, a ton tonight. Thank you, Eric. I was surprised to learn that Imin Villani is a huge fan from her interviews oh yeah she's she's the real fucking deal Villainy. no mm. no doubt about it she's she's in the sauce too like she is so much of a nerd super fan i'm genuinely shocked she got that job yeah th th that's what I, I guess maybe they saw that like okay we kind of need this type of person at yeah we need time. someone who's yeah who's like plugged in to the young people and who knows what's up and like a new generation of fans i mean come on she's writing one of the books now for fuck's sake and yeah. doing a really good job of it that magnificent miss marvel series is great and there were so many reasons and ways it could have been bad but exactly. it's not exactly yeah like like she makes it work because she understands that character she she literally inhabits the character <laughs> In a way that is crazy, and and she's Canadian, and she's like from two towns over from me. So doing 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 pretty fucking good, you know. Lo local girl makes good. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, we want to talk about what's coming out this week then, Matt. Uh, yeah. Again, if you're listening to this Saturday, or if you're listening to this Wednesday, when I put this out on all the audio channels, these are books that are out right now that you can read. Uh, Nightwing 108, continuing Dick Grayson's pirate adventure. Nice. With his big open shirt. Amazing Spider-Man 38. Oh no, he's fighting the debt demon and gang wars coming. Fuck me. <laughs> Batman Superman World's Finest 21. Yes. Yeah, I, I know nice. you're really into that. Clash of the Generations. It looks like they're fighting the Kingdom Come characters. Yep. Uh, Superman number eight. More stuff with the chained. It's been a bit. Ooh, yes. Immortal X-Men number 17. Oh, look, uh, Jean's back, I think. Oh, no. Her, uh, her death was short-lived. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, she had her own solo book going on and everything, so... True enough. Uh, Titans number five. This is the prelude to uh, Beast World, I do Beast believe. Was... I just caught up on Titans just uh, a couple of days ago, yeah. It's been good. As did I. Yeah, pretty good, right? Yeah, doing a lot of really interesting stuff. Great focus on Wally. If you love Wally as mm. Flash, you'll love this, because yeah. they literally want to do everything in their power to protect him and save him. Yep. Uh, got Wonder Woman number three from Tom King. I know you've actually been enjoying that one. Wonder Woman versus the King of America. I have. It's been really, really cool. Really different. Yeah. Hulk number six. God, I wish I didn't fall behind on this one because this yeah. looks cool as fuck. It's long haired Hulk fighting Ghost Rider in the swamp. Oh, man. That sounds pretty dope. Uh, Justice Society of America number seven. I always forget that Justice Society is a until it comes out and then i read it and enjoy it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to catch up on that i think i'm gonna do a big video on it i think there's there's good stuff there but oh boy are you like reading jeff john's little corner of the universe that no one else can <laughs> it feels play really in. disconnected doesn't it yeah <laughs> it really does it really really does uh invincible iron man number 12 uh emma and tony doing some cool shit trying to steal some mysterium cool Uncanny Spider-Man 4 looks like he's teaming up with Peter. I'm actually like an issue behind on this one, but I've been liking what I read. Nice. I've been all about it. Uh, Jay Garrick, The Flash, number two. Man, there's a lot of gold shit coming. <laughs> we got a new Carnage book, Carnage number one. Who the fuck's writing this? God. Uh, -da -da. Oh, uh, Torin Groberbeck, the, uh, the, the oh. real Viking. Yeah, the, the woman who wrote uh, the Thor book, so, like took over from uh, Donny Cates there for a while. Yeah, yeah, we got that going on. Uh, again, I, I don't know if I need more Carnage in my life right now. I know the last run was actually really highly regarded. Yeah. Yeah, people were actually super into it. I only read, like, the first volume, but I'm like, fuck me, this is a volume. Uh, what else we got going? Oh, Batman Off-World, Jason Aaron's Batman book. Oh, I've been looking forward to this one. Well, there you go. We got that this week. We can totally check that one out. Nice. Uh, Captain Marvel number two in a story bound by the Nega Band. So holy <laughs> shit, they're, they're working that in. <laughs> uh, Titans Beast World Evolution number one. Okay, so we're getting a Titans book and we're getting this. This one looks to be the actual prelude. Okay, cool. We're getting right uh, into you, it. <laughs> getting right into it. Uh, you got Dark Droids D Squad. Nice, nice. So that's just, Daredevil Black Armor. Yeah, I forgot we're doing like uh, oh, Untold yeah. Tales of the Past with Daredevil. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Hack Slash Back to School, which actually looks to be a crossover with Lollipop Chainsaw. What? Oh, what? Man, freaking Hack Slash is so cool because they just cross over with anything and everything. Uh, yeah, I think that's all the big books that are coming out that week, unless I'm missing anything. Yeah, that looks to be all 
all the books that are fit to print. So a pretty pretty interesting week as titles go, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Beast World is getting underway. Yo, it's starting. Can't can't stop it. Uh, oh, we got some more uh, super chats here. Cowboy Quill and Danvers are on Earth now. Curious if uh, Marvel will add them in a movie soon. America Chavez is technically on Earth too. Well, you know they called Carol the Annihilator, and there's a big Space Avengers team called the Annihilator. So wouldn't that be a fun place to put them all? Yeah, yeah. Get Beta Ray Bill in there finally. Have him join. Oh yes. Uh, Eric, too, helping us out. Which is the best Spider-Man series currently? Peter, Miles, Superior, Spider-Boy, or Nightcrawler? They're all really good. If you twisted my arm, I would say Miles. I I reckon... I reckon... I just read the first issue of the Superior, and that, that one's pretty yeah. good. It is good, but boy, are they light on Superior, and that Doc shows up at, like, yeah. the halfway point. And, He's like, hey, and, don't forget me. And there is a lot of us like, ha-ha, Spider-Boy, he, he was here, just just off-frame. Yeah. Uh, Dan Slott is very proud of Spider-Boy, and he wants you all to know about Spider-Boy, is the general feeling that I was getting. <laughs> I don't hate the character, but I'm like, okay, Neither do you, I. you don't really need to push on that much. <laughs> I, I appreciate, too, the difference, and it's a difference that's lost on some people, where they're like, why is Spider-Boy being mentored by Peter? That should be, you know, for Miles. Miles isn't Spider-Man's sidekick. He is yeah. his equal. He's, he is a Spider-Man, and he doesn't really need mentoring. Yeah, he's his equal. He is his potential replacement. He is not a sidekick. Yeah. Which I like them making that very strong uh, distinction between mm -hmm. the two. Mm-hmm. Where this Bailey Briggs kid, you know, really does need all the help he can get. Yeah. He's he's a little redhead, you know, just can't leave him up to his own devices. <laughs> can't even shoot webs. He's a webless wonder. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess that's the show for this week, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for the very uh, generous donations. Yeah. I assure you that that will go to Christmas shopping for me and Matt <laughs> for yes. this year. Yes, yes, it will. <laughs> Yeah, help us help us pay some bills, help us stock some stuffings in this year of ridiculous fucking inflation of porn. Yeah. yeah. I, I I remember last year I, I spent like over a hundred dollars just filling stockings for everyone last year and I'm like, fuck me. Yeah, I was like like looking at like like presents to buy like 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 coworkers and then like family yeah. and stuff, and I'm like, holy shit, this is gonna be an expensive year. <laughs> Yeah, like, like stockings used to be cheap. Like, you yeah. could fill it up with, like, for, for me, you know, because I'm white trash, you know, I fill it up with lottery tickets and lighters <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah, but for me, 40s I'm like, and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 40s, you know, friggin' switchblades and everything. I'm like, God damn it, this year these things are really expensive. What the hell happened? This, this used to be my cheap thing that I could fill up and make sure everybody yeah. got one. This year, I'm like, oh, sorry, you can only have one lighter each, and, you know, you got to share the switchblade. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not, not fucking made of money over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. This was a really good show. I'm glad we had the chance to come out here and do this. Uh, thank you for uh, letting me have the week off so I could actually Yeah. Yeah, and we'll be back again next week. Same comic multiverse time. Same comic multiverse place with all, all the comic content you crave. All of it, yeah. All of it. All right, everyone. Bye-bye.